Hello and welcome to the technically Christmas special French Football Weekly podcast. Uh, this week, the podcast with even less supporters than Monaco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, I'm, what do I mean by that? No, we're still loved. I'm, I'm sure you've all tuned in. Thank you all for that. But uh, no Rich and no Jez, unfortunately, this week. Um, Jez has, has had a bit of a day of it. Uh, work sometimes gets in the way so uh, we've given him the night off to uh, recuperate uh, and Rich is uh, is still unavailable in terms of working life himself as well so um, hopefully they'll be back in the new year but it's just me and Phil tonight so we're we, we thought rather than not have anything to talk about every Christmas we'll, we'll do our best Phil won't we we'll see what we can we'll, we'll, we'll be a duet islands in the stream Yes, yeah, that's what we are, indeed. Um, right, well, we're, we're going to focus on probably three clubs in the main tonight and then sprinkling a bit of Coupe de la Ligue and a bit of the uh, the other sort of teams as we go, essentially. Um, Results-wise, do we want to go over the results first of all? I suppose we probably should, shouldn't we, for the well, weekend? There weren't weekend. many goals, so it won't no. take long. No, it won't. Let's rattle through them and then we'll, uh, we'll focus on, on the games we, we want to talk about. Uh, at least I would rattle through them if my uh, browser would wake up. There we go. Right, Friday, uh, 13th of December, we saw uh, Lille beat Montpellier uh, by two goals to one. Not a great result for your boys there, unfortunately, Phil, but overall, the right side one. Particularly good performance from Renato Sanchez, more on him a little bit later on. He got the winner after Ricone's opener from the spot and then Delors had levelled. Uh, so good result out for Lille, who are going into the new year in style. Uh, in terms of the Saturday games, Mets, uh, shame Jez isn't here because I think he got an unexpected point at home to Marseille, where the new Messi, Radonjic, got the equaliser uh, after Ruggett uh, had got the, the opener for Mets. Um, but yeah, good, good result out for Mets. Any points really against the big sides when and the, they had them. a chance to go ahead, but Pele saved a penalty from yes. Diallo. Um, the worrying thing for them is Mandanda limped off hurt early on, which is why Pele was there in the first place. Uh, I think my favorite quote from that was um, <laughs> the TV crew got hold of uh, Valhaz Germain post match and were like, How do you explain the end of this winning run? and he his responses we didn't play very well yeah i yes, do like obvious. him yeah I, I do like him he's he's, he's a likable fellow yeah yeah so. good, good football he's, he's one of those like journeyman strikers as well that always does a good job wherever he is but will never get you 30 seasons kind of one of those ah. consistent good performers but uh yeah a point nevertheless for marseille um i'm pretty sure they'll be okay going into the new year in second spot so i don't think they'll be too concerned. Um, also not concerned at the moment are Nantes, who are up to fifth. They're on a lovely run, a 1-0 win away to Nîmes. Uh, Luzo with the only goal of the game in the 28th minutes. Um, really, really turning the ship round this season, um, given what they went through last season, of course, yeah. off the pitch. Um, but, but not only that, it, just the new setup under Christian Gorku seems to be proving a lot of people wrong. I'm not sure we all thought it would go yeah. this well. But, um, I yeah, think I, and um, this was for Neem, this was something they must have been looking at as maybe getting something, but yeah. and they're down there with Toulouse even further cut off on twelve points, four below Mets. Cut adrift. Uh, yeah. post post game, uh the Neem um manager Blackheart was basically saying we need a striker and someone to take free kicks mm. because They've scored 12 goals so far and conceded 29, and they yeah. 
they do not look in a good place and i think that's uh very worrying yeah um for them and also for toulouse I had somebody um in the messages uh earlier saying we're not going to do it this year are we because no. they've recovered so many times and you just have to think every dog has it's only it's only four points but they yeah. don't look like they can make those up no so. it's, it's all very well having the, the small point difference to the club above you but if you're not winning ever then you're or not scoring make that ever. Or scoring yeah exactly um speaking of to lose well, they, they mm. did lose again uh they lost at home to to Ras. uh Uda with the winner who else of course in the ninth minute and Based upon what I saw, they didn't offer a lot, as we've just said. So very much Neiman and, and Toulouse getting cut off. Um, Monaco, we will speak about a little bit more in a moment. They drew nil-nil away at Angers, which on paper you'd look at and go, actually, you know, Angers are pretty decent this season. But mm-hmm. they hadn't won in four, um, and, and you, or in three, sorry, you would have thought Monaco would have been, uh, would have been a, a little bit more punchy than they were. But so I say we'll touch on them in a minute because I've got a bit of a rant to go into on them. Um, Romeo and Dijon drew one all as well. As we said, not many goals around. Canate with the equaliser after Cadiz had put Dijon in front. Not really a result that helps uh, either side hugely, nope. in truth. But um, Dijon sort of fluttering in and around. It's what, 16th now. Um, well, their opponents just th- below. They're both in, because there's another gulf from them up to Brest in 15th. So they're another team where somebody could do with pulling away and as you say neither of them managed that no again so it's amazing how many times these these results happen where uh, both teams kind of need a result and neither get it it's, mm. it's very strange you, you don't want to back the teams to just sort go out community and, anxiety I yeah think. yeah mm. but you almost think like what have you got to lose just go out and try and win the game it seemed like both sides settled for the point in the end but Nevertheless, that's how it ended. And uh, um, Nice and Brest, which, of course, when the fixture is reversed, it can sound a little bit uh, fruity. But on this occasion, nil-nil, not fruity Mm. at all. Uh, But on that, just because obviously Brest are the 15th, but uh, Larsen really saved the day there. I think he made seven saves in Mm. this game. And I saw a stat saying he'd made 75 so far in the league. Just and that's the highest in the league. Yeah. I and mean, he's really helping another team that aren't massively goalie um, to, you know, keep uh, keep it tight at the back end um, and give them the best chance. Yeah. So they're, they're next to each other in the table as Amiens Dijon as well. I think um, uh, certain Mr. Vieira is probably even more annoyed than ever with mm. uh with with his uh his team but yeah Larsen with a fabulous performance there so if he keeps in form that's going to be what helps Brest to you know stay up in their promotion season and and do a good job yeah it does it does appear on Vera that he is likely to to stay now as it doesn't seem like Arsenal were about to announce Mikel Arteta as their new coach so uh, Vieira looking likely to stay pro and that's of course another big job comes up which you know is is possible but um, as we speak but would you give him a big job because he's got a decent squad there and it's not going very well you know he's not he's not massively proved I would have given him 
I would have given him the Arsenal job personally. Um, I just think it's a good fit. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not against the appointment of Arteta, but I, I think Vieira as, as a presence offers. I, I, I as I, a presence, fine, but as a manager. Yeah, I, I think I think with Vieira, I think he's the sort of manager that if you, some managers work at big clubs and some big managers don't work at little clubs, if you know what I mean. And I I just mm-hmm. think that he would do really well. And and to be honest, at the moment, Arsenal aren't much bigger than Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I just yeah, but I feel Arsenal like, would hope to be higher than fourteenth. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, is yeah. possibly my point. Yeah, I, I do wonder in the long run. I thought I'm quite a big fan and follower of MLS, and I thought what he did at New York um, and the way he got them playing was enough to suggest to me that he could take it aside and, and take them okay. on a level. Um, but again, you know, like you say, I think time will tell, and you know, who knows? He may well may well end up managing a big club in in times to come. I think the stuff off the pitch with with Nice as well has to be taken into consideration. But. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. Um, just a quick update uh, live breaking news Leon have just gone 1 0 up. Who needs strikers anyway? Uh, I think hey. it's Corne who scored, uh, but they are 1 0 up inside two minutes. The misery continues for Toulouse. Um, good times. Uh, is it, is it Corne? It's actually not. No, it's not Corne, it's Betrayal. I apologise. So 1 0 to Leon. Um, speaking of Leon, they were playing on Sunday. They lost at home to Ren. Um, mm-hmm. That young man, Camavinga, en- enhancing his reputation further with the winner in the last minute. That wasn't the story, though. Um, we'll save well, the there story. were several stories here, weren't there? So <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll save that for a second because we are definitely going to talk Leon in a minute. So yeah, we'll come back to that result. But a good a good win for Ren. Credit where credit's due. They they dug in and got the result. Uh, Camavinga also being linked with Real Madrid this week. I noticed maybe a bit early, but mm. you know, Valamendi he, he he's got he got his big move, not doing too badly there. So who knows? But yeah, um, quite the talent. Um, quite an expected result as well on Bordeaux Strasbourg. A one 0 win for Strasbourg. Uh, Ludovic Juk. Um, I've got a bit of a man crush on. Eleventh minute winner. Uh, really, really good result that for Strasbourg. I don't think. Um, Bordeaux or anybody else saw that coming Bordeaux in 7th they've lost mm-hmm. 2 on the spin now Strasbourg 2 wins well 3 wins out of 5 up to 13th um, all of a sudden they're, they're looking pretty comfortable 24 points uh, what's that put them a good yeah they're in the middle of the uh, midfield clump yes I'd say. yeah um, yeah. It's, it's very very clumpy isn't it Another it's quite they could be quite clumpy way yeah. up there but yeah great result for them um, and finally, on the uh, on the weekend's games, we saw the, the game that we, we kind of all called last week, although it's called unexpectedly 4-0 win for PSG at St Etienne. It was actually looking like a, a watchable game um, for, for sort of 20 minutes. And Neymar was credited with the goal that Paredes hit on nine minutes, so it flicked off the Brazilian. Um, but then the game really changed when Lohu on loan from Monaco, I think he's on loan, is he still on loan? Certainly from, from Monaco originally. He was sent off, I thought, was a harsh red card. Yes, the challenge was a little late. Yes, it was a little bit, I think Wilde's a bit of a stretch, but I did think it was a bit of a, it was was a strong yellow, shall we say. But nevertheless, he was off. um, And that killed the game, really. PSG could have scored as many as they wanted. They got another three, two for Mbappe, one for Icardi. um, and, And that was that. Really, the focus on PSG. They've drawn uh, Borussia Dortmund in the next round of the Champions yes. League. Um, I do just want to talk about PSG because why not, really? They're, they're impressing me this season. And, and I think 
I've seen a lot about we look about look at the Champions League and we look at the draw. A lot of people are saying that that the usual suspects are the favourites. Quite why everyone has Man City's favourites, I I don't understand. Um, you know that obviously there are yeah, sides, defending but, is a thing. Yeah, and, and don't get it wrong, they may buy in, in January, but I I just think there are better clubs in Europe this season than, than Manchester City, and I think PSG are one of them. Does this almost benefit PSG being talked down a little bit at the moment? Well, I think it's not so much talking down as waiting for them to fuck up again. Yeah, there is and that. that's um, obviously the whole calamitous events of the past couple of seasons. I think if you wanted to avoid calamity and drama, um, BVB are probably not the team you wanted to be playing because anything yeah. could happen. So... Um, after, obviously, at the weekend, we got eight games in and there were only 10 goals. So I sent a tweet out going, come on, everybody, we need numbers. And I got uh, a tweet back from um, Space Coyote, uh, who's at Nick Tarham on Twitter, saying, no, we don't. Sincerely, a Saint-Étienne fan. Yeah. Um, and this was the biggest... Uh, kind of goal fest of the weekend and maybe that's expected but it's uh, still a bit pedestrian and after obviously they beat uh, Galatasaray with five different scores in their last group game in in um, Champions League I think that's a no, an unusual thing yeah. and now getting drawn against Dortmund I mean it's going to be a fabulous game for us as neutrals hmm. but it's not perhaps the game that uh the psg fans are going to be particularly happy with maybe the, the thing, there's a lot of subplots there here here isn't there hmm. two two cool going back to dortmund uh and lucian Favre, of course formerly of nice is is going to be coming back to France. Um, he's very much a coach under pressure in Dortmund. Last night's result didn't help. They drew three all with Leipzig having led 2-0 and 3-2. And um, with no small help due to some calamitous defending, ironically enough. But yeah, I mean, you would you would say that Tuchel has got a point to prove, certainly after last season. And you would say that Favre is probably one of those coaches who could out-tactic him. And that's I think that's one of the one of the criticisms of Tuchel is, is his, is his um, uh, organisational aspects. You look at Unai Emery was was hailed sort of for being tactically aware, but didn't really have a lot of flair. And now Tuchel's got a lot of flair, but isn't necessarily the best tactician. I think that's a bit harsh. I think he is. I think he's tactically aware. I just think that sometimes PSG are a little bit top heavy. Um, mm. But it seems to be working, yeah. that 4-4-2 as well. I mean, it's... And the thing is, the, the front three, as it were, you'd see now as maybe the classic front three, hmm. um, you've got Di Maria, who isn't in that. No, who is the 4 healthy Di, Di Maria. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting, we've got the Coupe de la Ligue going on at the moment, and after initial rumours that it might be the usual front three um, it seems that it won't be but Mbappe will be uh, lining up against Le Mans uh, mm. the final remaining uh, Ligue 2 team in the Coupe de la Ligue but the rest of that team is not who you expect so no. Rico Mar Marquinhos, Dagba, Kera, Kozawa, Kouassi, Sarabia, Verratti, Oshishi, 
Mbappe and Chupa Moting. Mm. Oh, the, it's the list I have in front of me right now. And that's, they're just going to hope to get through this and then move on to the weekend's game where, frankly, they're playing Amiel. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, so it's... Um, it's anything, it's... Anything, it's a good thing to like if you look at like Tilo Kera, for example, needs minutes, Kazawa needs minutes, Chupamoting yeah. may be more heavily involved if Edinson Cavani seeks pastures new in January, which is a little bit of talk about. I think PSG would be mad to let him go at this stage. Um, I think if nothing else, I do think Icardi is actually playing very, very well, and yes. I think he's in on merit. But. but I think also, um, Cavani is someone who is um, a figurehead, yeah, or and is a, good a character. And somebody that the ultras love because he gives it all mm. and, you know, he misses a shot and it's the worst thing that's ever happened to him. <laughs> he scores a goal and it's the best thing that's ever happened to him. And I do think, you know, that kind of thing is important. It's, it's yeah. very yeah. easy to say, oh, yeah, Neymar's brilliant, but does he look that? He said he came out with a very... Collectively, you know, he looks bothered personally. He came out with a very interesting quote, didn't he? After the after this game in midweek, um, JJ tweeted about it. Well, I believe he came out and said, "Why would I want to leave?" Which I thought was quite amusing. He changes like the weather, but let's let's be honest. It, he will inevitably get another kicking and thus injury at some point in this season, mm. and that's when you might need Icardi and and Cavani together. You know, and yeah. you know, Mbappe is another player that, he, due to his style of play he will pick up injuries at some point, hamstrings or, or getting kicked. So you you need that depth. And when PSG play the likes of Dortmund and potentially go further in that Champions League, they're going to need four top quality strikers. So, you know, mm. um, I, I've just I've just been quite impressed. And particularly in midfield, Paredes looks looks a much more tidy footballer this year. He's a bit of a disaster last year. Idris Ganagay is, I mean, one of the most underrated holding midfielders in, in Europe. Um, Marquinhos is... Growing by the week, I think. Thiago Silva, I know he's not the most popular figure on on this platform, but he, you know, he does he does well. And I think him and Marquinhos together, there's a lot worse in Europe. Let's put it that way. I think it's yeah, but I think it's got to the strength. point where a Marquinhos is the boss now. Yeah, which it used to be, be Silva was the boss, Marquinhos was the sidekick. Yeah, and now and Marquinhos is the boss. Yeah, and so that means also that if Silva is unavailable and you've got Kim Pembe or somebody else to come in, yeah, that maintains that consistency because it's not the well. boss going. No, uh, so yeah. you look at that that depth at fullback as well in Soki, uh, Kazama, um, uh, Bernat, Munier. There's a lot of there's a lot of depth suddenly in this this team, and mm. you do feel that that they could progress. Um, but yeah, so that's that's PSG. Um, moving on to Lyon, who obviously are still in Europe, fantastic performance we touched on last week to get through. Um, huh, this is possibly where the journey may end, though. They've drawn Juventus, <coughs> and it's not so much that, but it's what happened that we touched on earlier on in that game yeah. against uh, against Red at the weekend. Two crucial or two injuries. To Jeffrey and Adelaide um, is a is a blow, but more importantly to Memphis Depay, the yep. captain. Um, ACL injury confirmed by the club the next day. He and and uh, the Jeff will miss the season and um, probably the Euros for Depay as well, which is devastating for him. Um, Leon have fielded two young forwards today in, in Guri and uh, Terrier's left, and I think they've gone with 
who have they gone with up front? Uh, is it? I think they got Guri and Cherky um, are playing through the middle tonight. Bear yeah. in mind that is the, the Coupe de la Ligue. What happens now for Leon? I mean, is it a case that they're going to have to open the checkbook in January? I, I, well, we've got a, a piece up today uh, from uh, Carol Stockwell who looked specifically at the impact these injuries could have on what Rudy Garcia is going to have to do next. Mm -hmm. And his view, which I think is one that uh, many of us would share, is that having these two injuries, specifically the Memphis injury, is going to mean that he has to actually address the systemic issues that Leon have had this season and not just kind of rely on individual bits of brilliance to dig him out of a hole. And um, something we saw, I mean, I watched this game and it started with a stupid anti-Marcelo banner. The um, the Lyon uh, ultras are not happy. Mm-hmm. And after Memphis, in a sense, showed his captaincy last week by going in and wading through a couple of them, you think, this looks good. This could get people on side. And now he's out. So... Mm-hmm what happens now so we had some shithousery from Raphael um they you know they played okay against Ren but there was a brilliant double save from Mendy in the Ren goal late on and those two injuries really have obviously they impacted on the game because Garcia had to make two substitutions very early but looking at not just the next couple of weeks, but possibly, as you say, the rest of the season. Yeah, they've got to do something else to Mm. try to make that attack work. So as you say, today they've got Guri up front, they've got Shirky behind him, Terry on the left, Traore on the right, fine. Um, But there's issues there with um, what they can do without those individual pieces of, of brilliance. Mm. So you're now going to be looking at maybe try all right to do much of much of the work. Um, and our obviously is somebody who can come in and maybe take up some of the more um, attacking midfield role. Um, yeah. That's what I think. The, the, the overall striker. But then you're looking at Dembele at Kakare. Is that something they can knit together with a functioning midfield? So it's... it's, I think it is. I think it is, but I think... It's possible, but it's going to be, is is Garcia going to be able to find it and find it reasonably quickly? Yeah. Because they are eighth. They are in the clump, as it were. But that clump is quite a long way off the Champions League places. Right, they're on they're on twenty five points at the moment. Lille are third in thirty one. I think it's twofold. Um, they've just gone two 0 up, by the way. So <laughs> you know, no strikers, no problem. Yeah, um, fabulous. <laughs> and it, to be fair, it's a very very good hit as well. I think it's that John Lucas, uh, or is it Ocampos? No, I think it's John Lucas. Well, who is Um, somebody that Kel mentioned in his article because he has watched this kind of shit. There you go. There you go. Um, Yes. Now, I think, uh, well, twofold to this. First of all, I think this this screams Olivier Giroud, first of all. Um, That 
yeah, that, I think that move fits perfectly now. He's a player who wants to get football under his belt before the Euros. Um, who's going to be cheap from Chelsea. They might be able to get him on a loan deal. He was going to go there last summer, wasn't he, until that sort of didn't happen. Um, and I think what you do with then is you switch, if you, you switch the system to, to 4-2-3-1, you play um, Thiago Mendes and Luka Tussar as the two holding players. You, you release Terrier, who for me needs to be playing more anyway. On one side, Traore on the other side, you put OR in the 10, and then you rotate between Dembele and, and Giroud. That's, that's for me what, what you do. Um, and I'm, I'm here, Leon fans, I'm waiting. I'm sure somebody will find that massively offensive. But I just think that's, and, and then you, you give the likes of, of a Campos, of, uh, sorry, Campos, um, John Lucas, of um, Guiri, why have I got a Campos on the brain? I don't know. Uh, and Churchy, you, you say to those players, you will get opportunities. Corne as well. You'll get opportunities, but we're going to go with with some of these young players that, that need minutes. And for me, Terrier has earned his chance. Um, or not young players in the case of Giroud. Um, well, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, with, with Giroud, I think. And again, that's just a name I've pulled out of the out of the air. But for me, it fits. You know, he needs games. Um, and I know Deschamps is a big fan, and we we all love him naturally. But he needs football. Um, mm. if, if nothing else to say to stay sharp you know this is not a France side that can incorporate another Stefan Givash at the Euros with that group they've got you know they need they need a you know a fit and firing Giroud, Griezmann, Mbappe possibly Ben Yedder and A and other you know they need firepower from all, all sides and Giroud will play a big part in France you know going in that tournament far or not he will play some part and he needs football in the second half of the season so that's probably where I would go um I guess time will tell. And, and, you know, on a personal note from Memphis Depay, I mean, yeah, he's, I know he divides opinion, but for all of his off-the-pitch antics, he's been good, you know, and, and he has st- stepped up this year. And I think it's just a shame when you see a player who is at his peak level go down with an injury like that. It's, mm. it's a shame. Because um, he did also seem to be, after being something, not a scapegoat, something of you know he blew a bit hot and cold last summer and Mm. last year and some of the fans were not particularly happy with him and i think as we said what he did kind of uh in the champions league game made a lot of people go oh oh he does care and so to have that so immediately ripped out from under him yeah from them is not good but i think you know during juventus in in the knockout stages of the champions league that's a problem yeah um even if it there wasn't the issue with the injuries but there is and how do you think that's gonna pan out i mean i mean i'm nervous I yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because, you know, Leon drew Barcelona last season and you looked at that and you said to yourself, OK, well, they've drawn Barcelona. And this is the end of the road. And they, and they put in a really good performance. Mm. And I thought I thought they were very, very, I thought they were very unlucky. Um, so so personally, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion that that they've got a chance. I mean, Juventus are not the Juventus of old, and, you know, mm. certain Mr. Ronaldo isn't the Ronaldo of old. It's just the concern I've got for Leon is, is if this sort of off-the-pitch issue continues, that doesn't help. Um, and 
as you say, these are two injuries to two big players. That doesn't mean other players won't get injured. That doesn't mean other players mm. won't have loss of form by the time you come round. I think the only thing I would say to have any chance, they have to be playing the, the game. I forget who plays first. Let me look that up. Uh, they're at home first. They're at home first. Okay, so for me, to have any chance, they have to be going into that second leg lead. So I don't think and they can... Possibly also just put a blanket over Raphael to make sure they don't go down to 10 men inside 10 minutes. Yeah, that wouldn't be ideal. Because um, he was so close at the weekend. I mean, it's, it's a game of football at the end of the day. Um, Consist- and no, consistent shit-assery. I mean, it was... Oh, yeah, in that particular game. Yeah, agreed, yeah. But I think I think overall that tie, yes, Juventus are the favourites. And, and maybe, from Leon's point of view, you know, this gets somebody in the coppers. It, it showcases their young talent. I mean, I, I can't see the likes of OR being there next summer. Personally, I think somebody will take a gamble on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lopez is getting to that age where if he wants a big move, he might have to move on. You know, it's, it's one of those where um, you can see change at Leon again, and maybe this is just an opportunity to showcase that talent. But yeah. as I say, Juventus are not amazing. And as we speak, actually, Leon have got another player down injured. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, jinx that one, haven't I? Oh. Um, Never mind. As I said, please yeah. read Kale's article. It's great about how structurally Leon will be able, may be able to re- react to uh, this situation. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I think that's 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 the plan moving forward. Um Okay, and obviously the best of luck to Memphis and, and the Jeff in their recoveries as well. Um, the final club I wanted to, to touch on in a bit of depth um, this evening is is Monaco. Um, before I come to you, I'm just going to have a bit well, of Well, I was about to say, I've got nothing, <laughs> so go for it. Well, I watched them last night. And they played, we mentioned they got the 0-0 draw at the weekend um, yeah. <laughs> against Stanger in a largely forgettable affair. Um I tweeted last night, and, and I, I stand by this. Uh, I will read you what I tweeted, um, if I can find it, if my Twitter wants to wake up. Um, I said, um, as impressive as Lille were tonight, which they were, they won 3-0, um, Monica are an absolute shambles at present. Such a shame to see a once vibrant, exciting young Jardine Fuel squad is now a handful of underperforming mercenaries. Mm-hmm. And and um, I stand by that, because... I. I just feel that there's there's only so there's only so much you can lay at the door of Jardim. And don't get me wrong, he's not blameless for mm. this. You know, I, I get I get the fact that they say it's the inimitable law of the action and never go back, blah 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 blah. Um I don't blame him for going back. I think the only thing that maybe no. he got wrong was when his stock was at its highest, he probably should have moved on himself. Um but he didn't. He wanted a sabbatical and, and then he took the job back when Monica were a shit show. And what it makes me wonder is was Thierry Henry that bad a manager or were Monica just a shambles? And I know the support base isn't there. That ground is an absolute hindrance on, on any on a club of that size. But I, I think they're legitimately in danger of going back to, to Ligue 2 at this stage. And, and I say that with a bit of a heavy heart because there's, there's, there's some good players there. Slimani missed a penalty, which cost me a, a, a sum of money last night. Thanks for that. Um, but they just look lifeless. And the, the mm. when... The only talent, the only bonus I could see last night, they brought on Arthur Zagre for his debut. And he looks a, he looks a player. Young, enthusiastic, vibrant, mm-hmm. wanted to get on the ball. Wissam Ben Yedder will not be there next season. 
if, yeah. if you know, if a good bid comes in, Slomani is hot and cold, he missed a penalty. And those two are, are the only ones scoring any goals. Yeah. Kate about him, you know, I mean, coming in a bit, he, but it's he not. Was, he yeah. was abysmal last night. He was substituted. He was abysmal. Um, Volomar actually didn't have a bad game. He showed some nice touches, but largely has been disappointing. Bakayoko looks a, a shadow of the former player. Aguilar looks half the fullback he was at, at Montpellier, and, and, and he's a mm. good footballer. Yeah. So something's rotten there. Um, this is this, uh, this is where my my rant comes in. They took uh, Lecomte and Aguilar, hmm. who were two of Montpellier's best players last season. Yeah, and they now look mediocre. How does yeah. that happen? Yeah, and and that's and that's why I wonder. I wonder whether when Jardine came back, wonder whether it was a case of Prince Albert and Co. Just basically said. Um, do what you did last time, we'll be fine. And I, I wonder if there's an arrogance about, about Monaco. Yeah. And, and I know, don't get me wrong, we all knew when Mbappe and, and, and Mendy and Bakayoko and uh, Bernardo Silva were, were playing, yeah. we, we knew that would be broken up. But I think back to that night in Dortmund, you know, that, that performance Monaco put in, that run in that Champions League, the, the league-winning season, and they were so exciting and entertaining and... You know, Jardim doesn't become a bad manager overnight, but I wonder if he's been swept into this toxic nature of, well, we're Monaco, we'll be fine. And I mm. really don't think they will be anymore. And I just. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this over the last several years where every summer they seem to sell two or three, if not more, key players, and the whole place looked like a you know, uh, an arrivals lounge with all the lone players coming back in and going back out again. Yeah. And at some point you knew it was going to break and it did. Mm. And now it seems to be that you look at the, the people who we saw as real uh, stalwarts of that team, like Glick is now, it's like the walking dead. Yeah. And he, he and, represents that, doesn't he? The old days. And it's not a knock on him. But. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, they've pushed him too far. They've relied on him too much. Mm. And so you look at their squad list is one of the longest in Liga. And they're and either... Good. It should be yeah, anyway. But they're either guys who were really great three years ago mm. or Have who is Maripan? Who, you know... <laughs> Yeah, who are they? He's been quite good. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's the 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 issue they've got. I think is as it has been for a while is finding a balance between experience and bringing new people mm. through. And and the fan base. This is this is the place where it's not working out. Well, the fan base is I don't want to say irrelevant, but you you know when they travel, they mm. have more fans than most teams but at home they have way fewer fans than most teams it's because of the uh the particular situation of the principality Mm. so i'm not educated enough on that never going to be a team where as maybe saint-etienne or lyon could say if we're going through a rough patch we can get the ultras on side and Mm. they're gonna be our 12th man Monaco, be... I don't think would ever have that um, uh, option, mm. and that it's not you know obviously it's not a brilliant option because you want the people on the pitch to be doing the work, but 
um, being able to have uh, the stands like you just in the velodrome as well um, yeah. being able to have a couple of uh, tribunes at each end mm. screaming for you yeah. is something that will give you a bit of an up and, and Monaco as I say don't well, it's like, it's like last night. They lost 3-0 to Lille. Genuinely, it could have been 8. Genuinely. Mm. I mean, Lille missed a lot of good chances. Um, and although Monaco missed a penalty, which was abysmal as well, they were never in the game. And, and, I, and, and they, were, they were tepidly booed off at the end. And it was honestly like, you know, a bad night at the orchestra or a bad night at the theatre. Mm. You know, were polite sort of, boo, boo, oh, this wasn't very good, wasn't Chuck? No, let's go to yeah. the pub. It, it, there's no passion. And I just wonder, I say, I'm not, I'm not well-versed in, in the principality's rulings and education of their laws, etc. But sure, I, I would be... It, a couple of years any... back, um, I think Monaco, it, it was when Bastia got to the final of the cup. Heady days. And... Um, they played Monaco in the semi at Monaco. And I swear to God that the Bastia fans turned up on a, like a ferry they had hired specifically. Mm. And they ruled that stadium. Mm. Admittedly, they I... nearly set fire to the stadium, but they, they ruled the stadium. And that's the thing that maybe um, pushes can can push teams on in a game like that. I'd rather have a whole section of away fans and have it 50-50 in an atmosphere than, than that. But could they mm. could they not play in a different stadium? I mean, I presume that's the only stadium in the Principality that well, is football-worthy, but could they not... But who, who'd turn up at another stadium? Well, I suppose. But but at least, I mean, I don't know what... Oh, the, it's the a lovely stadium, is. apparently. I've heard from well, everybody. It's got, you know, you can hear the zoo and there's... There's, there's the mountains in the background. It's the thing is <laughs> the, the thing is nobody I want to say nobody lives in Monaco. No. Um, the people who actually work in Monaco can't afford to live in Monaco. The yeah. people who live in Monaco are Formula One drivers and billionaires who are never there because they're on their yacht. Mm. So there aren't that many locals. They're yeah. not that far away, and a lot of them come in, but they all live outside. Yeah, and it is tricky. It's just a shame, you know. I just, yeah. it's just, and and I'd say, and I appreciate whenever you talk about Monaco, people, the inevitable thing, as you've just touched on there, people look at, oh yeah, rich, you know, hooray Henrys. They're not a real club; no. they're soulless. The, the owners are, the fans mm. aren't. No, and and that's and like and I that's said, that's why, why when when they go on tour the kind of diaspora mm. the monaco fans outside monaco are really really up for it yeah but it's and just none of them actually live in monaco unless they're in the royal box and the fans that they generated from that champions league run are now into the distance because they left when all the players left you know the the mm. the, the armchair fans if you will uh, they they departed having monaco as their favorite second club when when that ended you know when those players left so yeah it's it is a shame um yeah but I did want to touch on them and as I say last night I mean full credit to Lille who who really do look yeah really well so that was um Osiman obviously and two for Loic Remy 
Yeah, and Osterman. Oh, it is lovely to see him back. What? Yeah. Um, he was substituted with chest pains. Um, oh. I don't, I don't know if we've had an update on it, but yeah, he was taken to hospital last night. Checks. Um, yeah, he he scored a terrific goal. He actually missed a, a chance earlier on um, in the game that really should have done a lot better. Um, but then he took a far harder chance to open the scoring, and then sort of during the celebration, just sort of. Went oh, okay, into a I've just googled and it said everything is back to normal. We'll provide update. Yeah, it might oh. just have been a heavy sort of blow to the chest or something. But yeah, he he was complaining of double vision and 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 chest pain. So it's good to hear that, that he's on the mend. But yes, and as you say, Laurie Remy um, again missed. He probably could have had five. <laughs> he definitely missed two yeah. guilt edge chances. And um, I obviously was watching uh, Reims Montpellier, which involved Montpellier having somebody sent off and then Cafaro scoring a penalty, and it wasn't very good. Um, no. The French DB team were already kind of laughing at half time about, oh, yeah, who saw Montpellier not last season? It's like, yeah. Yeah, this is not, not a fabulous game of football. So. Rans are through, Lille are through, Lyon look like they're doing all right at the moment. And then yeah. we've got um, games, obviously, another five games to come um, in this round, including Le Mans, the remaining uh, Ligue 2 side against a PSG B team. So let's see if uh, Le Mans can uh, get something out of that mm. after uh, beating Nice, I think it yes. was, last round, which ended up with Patrick Vieira swearing all over TV. Actually, so we'll, uh, we'll quite looking forward to, to that, that game, actually, just to see how they, uh, <laughs> how they get on. Um, in terms well, of... they, they also kick off the Coupe de France um, after Christmas round. Mm. I think they're playing Bordeaux, and you have to say, ooh, that's a good draw. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for Le Mans to actually uh, maybe get something in one of their cup runs. So yeah. all power to them. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that was uh, yeah. Those are the other games ahead. Um, we've got one more round this weekend, have we not? And then we are yes. on winter break. Um, so and which is the same for the podcast, really. Although we go on winter break after tonight, so try yeah. not to miss us too much. But. Um, yeah, we've got Montpellier, Brest, Dijon, Metz, Rennes, Bordeaux, Strasbourg, Saint Etienne, Monaco, Lille again, uh, Reims, Lyon, Nantes, Angers, Nice, Toulouse, PSG, Amiens, and Marseille. Nîmes. All seven forty-five kickoff UK times on the yes. Saturday. Yes, so this is the Christmas special multiplex. So yes. just goals, goals, goals. Go, try to tune in for that for people yelling. Or something, uh, actually, Angers away, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, always good. Yeah, it's, the teams are but it's kind of tricky to look at this and go, which are the which are the key games? Mm. I mean, I think I look again. I look at that Monaco Lille game, and I think mm-hmm. Monaco have got to put something in after what they put in last night. They have got to put in a performance going into the winter break. I'm thinking um, Vas. Rams Lyon. That's the other it's one. Gonna be, it's yeah. going to be. It's going to be a good one. Rams are going to need to. to um, I mean, I maybe gonna need, Strasbourg um, Saint Etienne as well. Yeah, and, and even looking down at the bottom, there, there's some, some some. I mean, Dijon Metz um, is yes. an interesting one. I mean, you know, whoever if an if either wins that game, that's 16th gets 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of a bun fight. You, you wouldn't expect Nîmes to get much away at Marseille. 
so it gives Mets and Dijon both an opportunity well, to spread their I wings. was actually kind of thinking that this could be where Nîmes actually you know reinvigorate themselves and absolutely piss the hell out of I mean, um, all of our Marseille fans even Nice to lose I mean you know Nice very erratic at the moment but I it's mean, it's like this is a, a bunch of games and particularly because they're all happening simultaneously hmm. where it's very difficult to pick out a game and yeah. so I would recommend if you can find the multiplex do it if you can stream it illegally whatever um it will be utter chaos hopefully and um yeah you'll get to be completely confused by the end of the evening so that's yes good as well yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um right well i mean that's that's what we've got coming up they will be the games to to keep an eye on um in terms of uh the future uh, in terms of the pod and whatnot, that sounds all very, all very doomy, doesn't it? I didn't mean it quite like that. But um, yes, we're we're going to go on hiatus now for probably a fortnight, um, maybe a week. Yeah. Should off, we but... back in the first week of January to uh, round up what happened in this round and look forward to the Coupe de France, which is the traditional kicker offer of the new year, where we have some fabulous games, including. Hamburg, uh, the uh, eighth tier team who are still in it, who are the Pouty Poussé. Um, and there's some big gulfs there. We will, as ever, be attempting to cover or preview or mention at least all of the games. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Stop ahead, yes. And we're, yeah, we're... But there'll be a lot. A lot coming up shortly after Christmas. The first weekend is the Coupe de France. So uh, yes. look forward to that. Um, again, John Mainland, and man in the grounds, will hopefully be helping us out. Now we've got to the business end of things. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, keep an eye on, on the Twitter for uh, uh, news on that. Have a look at a uh, chaos article on Lyon as well. And if you have suggestions, questions, etc., send them over and we will hopefully in the new year be back to answer those and take us into the exciting uh, kind of second half of the season. Yes, and we should say as well at this point in time, it's a long time away, but we will be here throughout the Euros as well. Um, mm-hmm. Not not after every game, just up to the France games, obviously, but we'll be covering that in the summer as well. And we do have a few things that we're going to um, test out a bit, probably in the new year. We've got a new segment that we're going to work on as a team, um, putting the focus on a player a week, which we've discussed in recent weeks. We're not quite sure how it's going to work yet, but you're thinking it's going to be just sort of a five minute kind of profile of a player um, each week. And uh, we'll yeah. work out. So, again, if you have suggestions for that, yes, please throw them in. Absolutely. We can start doing polls or something. Yes, indeed. Um, and we're still working on um, some, uh, some merchandise, um, which, which will be hopefully uh, finalized in the new year as well. So, if you want to. Um, to put our put our cock on your chest, uh, as cock crawl, of course, <laughs> um, then uh, yeah, look out for that, and of course, website as well. And we will be looking to get some guests in as long as we can, as, as usual. Um, so let people enjoy that. So yeah, if you're, um, I guess if, what we say is if you're a good talker and you haven't got dial-up internet um, and you fancy 
coming on um, to have a chat to us. You don't have to do a whole pod. You might, we might be able to just get you on for 10, 15 minutes to talk about your club or uh, your loves of, of whatever it is, French football. Then do let us know because um, everyone has to start somewhere and it's always nice to hear new voices where we can fit them in. So, um, yeah, as Phil says, get in touch if you like that idea and um, we'll see what we can do for you. But, um, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess on behalf of Rich and Jez, we'll, we'll say uh, happy holidays to them as well. Um, thank you to them for their hard work as well for the past uh, 12 months. Um, what are you up to, Phil, over this festive period? I'm going home on Friday and will hope, be hoping that the uh, air traffic control strike over here doesn't banjax that completely. Yes. So, yeah. That will be, uh, will be good. Um, and hopefully by the time you get here, the weather will improve because it's absolutely miserable. Here oh, I hate this. It's, yeah. I, I think my, my um, internal thermostat has changed because I get home every Christmas and go, oh my God, it's so cold. My friends yeah. are like, oh, it's really mild, actually. I'm like, no, I've... I changed. It's not the best. It's very, very yeah. wet at the moment. Running is not fun, mm. so I can tell you that much. But um, but yes, uh, and I will be doing sweet FA. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's my plan. Um, with and I, ha- I hate this time of year because all the all the leagues go on break, other than the Premier League, which you know, watching the Premier League has its ups and downs, but more downs for me than ups right now. So sad times. But hey ho. So happy holidays, everybody, and Absolutely. we'll see you in the new year. Yes, indeed. Uh, enjoy your final week of French football uh, this weekend. As uh, Phil says, happy holidays to you all. Have a, a lovely time. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, and remember, if you have one, don't stick the keys in the ignition, all right? You've had it from us. Be safe, everybody. Have a lovely holiday. And we'll speak to you in 2020. Good night. <laughs>